This is How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast. Where we teach you the skills you need to go from your living room to the main event. What's up, guys? Welcome back to How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast. I'm Coach John, and I'm sitting here with Aaron. Aaron, what is up? Hey, John. Man, I'm doing awesome today. Excited once again to be in here. And I know you got a good topic that's going to be able to help out these new guys. So what's on the agenda? Absolutely. So today, we are going to talk about easy ways to make a good impression with a new company. Okay, so debuting for a new organization is exciting. It's also intimidating. So the pressure is on to make a great first impression and hopefully acquire a new regular place of work and a new set of people to network with. So today, let's go over a small set of habits that can get you in a in good, get you in super good with just about any company or any locker room and have you set up to springboard into a brand new world of performing and networking. So real quick before we get started, guys. Facebook and Instagram, all you got to do is type in at How to Become a Pro Wrestler. You can find us on there. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Stay up to date with all the podcasts and all the other cool things that we bring you on a weekly basis. All right. So, bad habits lead to bad impressions. We've done a lot of episodes on the do's and don'ts in pro wrestling that range from, from locker room etiquette to calling it in the ring. Okay? So, today, I really just want to touch on, I mean... Really, two seemingly minor things that can lead to leaving major impressions on company leaders. All right? So I'm going to dive right into it here. And this one is something that I have witnessed up close and personal recently. So I really want to hammer this to you right off the bat. This is one of the first habits that I need you guys to really think about. I want you to watch the entire show. And preferably, if you can if you can manage this, I want you to watch it near some of the locker room leaders. And that might be the promoter, might be the booker, might be the, the guy running the music backstage, might be the champion of that company. Who knows? But I want you to watch the entire show. This one is important for a variety of reasons. I want you to learn the styles of the other performers, guys. From their speed to their finishing moves. I mean, it's happened to me before. I've gone to a company... And I've had my opponent ask me, oh, hey, what's your, uh, what's your signature move or what's your finishing move or what's something you want to do? And I'll say it, and he'll go, ooh, that's, uh, that's, you know, that's Bill's finishing move. And, you know, I've never met Bill in my life. Bill's an established guy at this company. I'm brand new. I'm going to have to pivot tonight. I'm going to have to do something different. And that's fine. That's something you've got to expect. You've got to be able to do. And it's also something that you learn from asking questions, from meeting, from networking, and from watching the entire show and the other performers that are there. Learn their styles. You know, like I said, their speed, their moves, and everything in between. So watching the entire show is also going to allow you to gauge the audience. How reactive are they to, I don't know, a wrestling hold, a headlock, as opposed to, you know, a wrestling move? How do they react to the DDT compared to the headlock? Or what about brawling? How do they react to the guy that jumped on the outside of the ring and started punching his opponent as opposed to the guy that put on the headlock or the guy that hit the DDT? I mean, what, what's the differences? Did they, were there any differences? You know, l- let me know. Because a different a crowd that's full of kids is going to really react a lot more to, you know, bigger slams and moves with some comedy and stuff involved. They really want that attention. They're going to react to just about anything. Fans that are full of just like hardcore, you know, adult pro wrestling guys – 
are going to really want some more straightforward pro wrestling with some real flashy moves mixed in there as well. So you got to gauge your audience, you know, and one way you do that is you watch the freaking monitor backstage. Even if you're the first match on the show, I still want you to go and watch the rest of the show after you're done, okay? That's just because, like, say you go to a company brand new first time and you are the first match out there, that does not mean you don't watch the rest of the show, okay? I still want you to do that. You could watch the rest of the show, see how the crowd's reacting to other people, and be like, ooh, I should have done that. I wish I would have done that. I wish I would have known that. Next time I come here, I'm going to do that. You know, there you go. So, also, you know, watching the entire show is going to let the VIPs of the company, the booker, the promoter, the stage manager, the, the head camera guy, the, the freaking the tenured guy that's been there for a long time, it's going to let them know that you're interested, guys. So if you can watch that around them, like if you can watch the monitor backstage near some of these VIPs, a lot of times, uh, almost every time, almost 100% of the time from my experience, these people, as they're watching the monitor, these guys that are there week in and week out, they're going to be giving some live critique of matches as they happen. They're just going to be tossing it out to no one. I do it sometimes. I go to companies, I sit backstage, I watch the monitor, and I don't help myself. I just speak out loud like, ooh, I wish he would have did this instead. And I'm really not speaking to anyone, and lots of guys do that, especially experienced people. And you can go watch the monitor with them, and you can just listen and absorb some of this live critique, what they're looking for as it's happening. And hey, this is also a great opportunity to ask questions. I love it. If I am watching a monitor backstage, and a young guy just happens to wander up and stand next to me and watch the show, and I just vomit out some of my critiques that I'm just really offering to no one, and he goes, well, why? Why, why do you think he should have did this? I, I love it when people ask questions like that. And then you can start talking, and that immediately makes me go, wow, this kid's interested. Mm-hmm. Like, he's actually interested in what's going on. Not just my opinion, but he's interested as to why this guy should have went left when he went right, why he, why he zigged when he should have zagged. You know, so I, I ask questions and show how important it is to you to know and learn more things about this company and wrestling in general. So one of the worst habits that I have seen recently, and this is the one that I saw very, very recently, is you got younger guys, you got brand new guys to a company, and they huddle up in the locker room far away from the monitor or from the curtain. Not every company has a live monitor backstage. You might just have to look through the freaking curtain. But... They're on their own in a group discussing, I don't know, what happened on the last pay-per-view or the last Monday Night Raw. They have zero regard for the live pro wrestling show that they are at right now. They're more interested in discussing what the big leagues are doing and stuff. Guys, I understand that. And you can talk about that stuff in the parking lot after the show or maybe before the show or maybe at the restaurant after the show, whatever. But I need you to be interested in where you are contribute make it known that you are there to be taken seriously and contribute to the overall success of that particular organization and yourself your own personal corporation that is you you know the 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 you the independent contractor the independent professional wrestler you're you want your success as well and one of the ways you're going to get that is to show how interested in learning about that company you are so if you can I want you to watch the show near the promoter, the booker, the champion, or or whoever else might be determined as kind of a VIP, okay? Like I said, because you're going to get that good free information being tossed out. You're going to be able to pick their brains, being like, so if if you've got 
You know, if you've got the booker, if you've got one of the decision makers of a company that you want to get good with, watching a show, giving out free information, and you could pick his brain and be like, so why are you, you know, you're looking for this on your, that's a great way to be like, here's what my employer wants. Mm -hmm. I can give him that. And now you know because you paid attention, not because you were huddled in a corner talking about uh, Monday Night Raw. So watching the show is also a great way to determine whose feedback you should take seriously. Okay? So I'm going to be blunt. If you watch a terrible wrestler perform, when that wrestler comes back through the curtain and later gives you critique for your match, you can nod, you can smile, be polite. Okay? Be polite. But you can know that his opinion is probably not that valuable. All right? Just... That's just go out there. I'm not ever saying that it would be okay to listen to someone's critique and be like, shut up. I don't. I know that you're not good enough to do that. Of course you're not going to do that, guys. This is still a professional industry and business. But you know that if this guy's giving you some information that you think sounds a little strange and you watched his performance and it was very strange in a bad way, you know that you don't have to necessarily value value that information that well. So watching the show is one of the best ways to determine whose feedback needs to be taken super seriously. Okay. And that, again, that applies even if you were the first match on the show, you're the first match. You didn't get to see anything. You haven't seen anybody else wrestle. You went out there, did your thing. You still watch the show. Now you see everyone else wrestle. Now you know who to ask about your particular match or who to watch next time. Yeah. yeah. So what I'm getting basically, yeah. kind of in a nutshell, what you're you're saying or the way I'm taking it is, you know, they're at a job interview still. Absolutely. Just because you're on the car yep. doesn't mean that the interview is over. It's not. You're not all clear and good to go. That's uh, right. Yeah. So I mean, in every interaction and the way you do anything is going to matter if you're going to get booked again. Right. Um, if you have a good match, but you're horrible in the locker room and you're not paying attention, or yeah, I mean, yep. there could be a lot of things. That Absolutely. Go into that, no, you're but. right on all notes. Absolutely, that's exactly right. The you remember these tips are for people that are fairly new to a company. You're trying to make a good first impression or a good impression in general. So that you're still there, you know, you're still there being interviewed basically by being there. So huddled in a corner. I'm telling you right now, if I'm the guy making the decisions on who comes in and I see you over in a corner, not paying attention to anything on your phone nonstop, never talking to anyone, never watching any of the show, I'm not super interested in having you back. And that's, that's straight from me and everyone's different, but that's, that's one. Yeah, I know John, yeah. whenever I'm hiring anybody for my mm -hmm. team, the first thing that I want to know is that they are here to help the team yes. and not just there for their individual. Yes. Like I, I think I mentioned this on the podcast before, but I would get um, like graduate assistants or, you mm -hmm. know, someone that wants to shadow and I would say, well, why do you want to do this? And yeah. they'd be like, oh, well, I know, I, yeah, yeah, I know that if I work with you, then this is going to help me. Yes. I'm like, well, I, yes, I could see that, right. but because it's because you? you're networking and you want to network, so it's a right. valid point. But I want to know that you're here to make me better, right. the business better, while you're here. That right. you know, I want that out of it. So we know that you all want to go to WWE, AEW, Ring of Honor, right. PWG, a place that can pay a little more, whatever. I understand that. So every place in between there is a stepping stone. I get that. But that doesn't mean that you're just going there to do you and not worry about anything else and not contribute to the show in general. You know, you remember, pro, this is something that doesn't get talked about enough. I think I mentioned it on an older episode, but I'm going to bring it up again here. Pro wrestling is still a team sport. I understand you're not in a dugout. You're not all wearing the same uniform. But your uniform, your blanket, your is is pro wrestling, yeah. and you are 
all in a team sport there. I mean, Jim Ross, JR, you know, he does commentary for AEW now. He's a legendary voice of WWE as well. He talks, I've heard him talk at length about when he was in talent development and he was hiring people. If they had experience on a team, like a football team or something, that was a huge bonus for him because he knew that they knew how to get along with other athletes. Mm-hmm. But if they were just solo, you know, who knows what, they were just a bodybuilder or whatever, and I'm not saying that that means that they're going to be bad or not a team sport guy or anything, but I'm just saying if they had no experience with a team background, it was difficult for them to contribute to a pro wrestling locker room as a team. Mm-hmm. You're all getting dressed in the same locker room, guys. You are a team. Just know that, okay? So remember, you're a team. You're there to network. You're there to learn. And contribute. So let's move on to the next one here. So you're brand new to a company. You're trying to make a good first impression. I want you to give complimentary feedback only. I want you to save the criticism right now, okay, for this point. So, all right. I like to be super straight with people on this podcast, right? I don't want to hide anything or sugarcoat anything. So let's let's not camouflage this one. I want you to kiss a little ass with this one, guys. I know, okay, okay, it's time to brown nose, all right? Uh, A little bit. I'm going to dive into that, but I just, I don't want you to think that I'm trying to hide anything from you. So remember, I'm talking specifically to brand new members of a company. You're still at your job interview, all right? So... I definitely phrased this particular one, you know, to grab a little bit of attention. But essentially what I mean is save the criticism until you become a little more established there, right? Until you prove your value, you don't need to contribute a lot of negative feedback to people, all right? So you've watched the entire show already. We talked about that. You've watched the entire show, as I mentioned earlier. So now you've certainly seen some things that you enjoyed and some things that you did not. It's going to happen every show. You're going to see some stuff that you're like, ooh, it's going to happen. Save the negative things for later, okay? But I want you to let those performers whose performances you absolutely enjoyed, I want you to let them know. And I want you to be specific. I want you to let them know like, hey, I loved what you did out there and here's why. Or here is the particular thing, a certain sequence or finisher or movement or mannerism or head nod or whatever. I want you to let them know that's particularly what you enjoyed to show that you actually did pay attention. And that, you know, that one quality meant something to you. And ask questions, right? Be like, man, you did this. I don't really know why you did it. But when you did it, the crowd loved it. And I was thrilled. It was amazing. Why did you do that? How did you know to do it? You know, ask questions, guys. Learn. You can really learn some great, amazing things out there. I had, there's a, there's a local guy. Um, his name's Luke Langley. And I learned something from him that, you know, as recently as, uh, as, 2019, very recently. We're still learning constantly. And he, you know, we, we had a discussion about when you clap your hands in the This is an interesting thing to dive into real quick, but like uh, clapping your hands in the ring to make the fans clap along with you and how it's kind of like, well, why are they clapping if you haven't done anything yet or if you're not doing anything? You know, these fans are clapping. And it's also like it's it kind of it's kind of cheesy and takes away from it when like you want the fans to clap in one particular moment. So you start clapping to get them to clap. And it's like, ugh, it's just a weird thing. So what Luke did or does to this day, watch Luke anywhere. If you can ever get a hold of this guy, check him out, watch him. Luke will hit a move and then he'll kind of look around at the crowd and he'll start shrugging his shoulders 
And, and just imagine like somebody with their hands out from their sides and he just starts shrugging his shoulders a little bit. And the fans would start clapping when he did that. <laughs> and it worked almost every time. And it looked so much more natural and so much better than just, hey, please clap for me, please clap for me. I love that. And that's something that I'm like, man, where did you learn that? How did you know to do that? Why did it work so well? And why do I love it so much? And we sat there and talked about it. And I don't know. That's just something that like I learned recently that I absolutely loved. Like, So you don't have to take away from your own performance by being like, because you never see John Cena in the ring clapping for himself. It doesn't happen. The fans know when to clap for John Cena. And that, that's that's a, an extreme on the other side of the, the range right there. But that is something that I want. You can get there, guys. You absolutely can. So, um, like I said, you know, I want you to just save the harsh criticism for later after you become established. Brand new, unestablished faces coming into a company for the first time and dishing out harsh critiques to, like, tenured roster members mm-hmm. is an instant negative impact, okay, that, that is hard to get rid of. Save those for later. Show you're attentive. Show you're ready co- to contribute um, first before you start breaking down what's holding a company back. All right, guys, what do you think, Aaron? I mean, wh- as far as, like, the negative feedback and whatnot. If you're a brand new person and, and I'm walking in, if you hired me today, you know, just based on my application and my interview, and then I walked in and immediately was just like hammering every other employee with how awful they were. I yeah, mean, like that, that's, that brings down the entire joint as well, right? Well, yeah, it makes, yeah, it makes you feel, or it would it's make me think that everything. you're not yes. a team player, right. really, because you're already criticizing. You, you know, I do this with strength coaches. I'll have people show me programs, and, yes. they'll, and they'll say, hey, what do you think about this program? And I was like, well, I don't know who he wrote it for. Right. I don't know this person's condition. I can't really – I can't critique it. I don't right. have all the information yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I need some more time. Let me – I'd yes. have to dig into it. It's the same thing here. It's like you, you're just seeing thing. a little piece right. of that one show. You don't have all the information or what's right. going on. Um, so you definitely have to wait. So I 100% agree with that. Just – in your building uh, – the relationship, yes. your networking. That's what it's about, yeah, too. You're brown-nosing a little bit. Uh, like yeah, you sure, sure. But, I was but, trying to be funny a little bit yeah, there, but yeah. you're, you're right, yeah. But you have you have to build that. Um, you know, People want to know that, that you care about what's going on, but yep. they can't take your opinion until they respect you and what you're doing and there how you much go. you do care about the company. That's absolutely right. So. Absolutely. I love it. Absolutely. You hit the nail on the head. Guys, I hope you enjoyed what we talked about today. I want you to head on over to Facebook. I want you to type in at How to Become a Pro Wrestler, and I want you to join our private Facebook group. Let me know if you've experienced any of the stuff we've talked about today or if you think you're going to you know, use some of these methods that we've talked about today. Let me know if you've ever gotten negative feedback from someone, how you took it, how you gave it out yourself one day, you know, what, what it means to you to become an established person. What do you think brand new people in a company needs to do? Get on that Facebook group. Let me know. All you got to do is type in at how to become a pro wrestler. You can find it. You can join it. Answer the questions you're in. You can talk to me and Aaron and all the other members directly. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast, where we teach you the skills you need to go from your living room to the main event. And don't wait for your opportunity. Take it.